0: invite you in to a holy conversation. This isn't an A and B. See yourself out. This is an A through Z. Everyone's invited to this conversation. Just focus in your heart's attention, your mind on Jesus. And then just begin to thank him and pour out your praise and your thankfulness and your love for who he is. Think about all the things that he has done for you. Think about who he is in your heart. And literally just pour out whatever song comes to mind, whatever thing that hits your mind that that just reminds you of his love and his faithfulness. Pour that out out of your mouth to Him, right where you are just pour out that praise. Jesus you're holy Jesus you're worthy you are worthy of all praise you have brought me out of the pit and set me on the rock you have redeemed me from death and hell and the grave what you have done nothing or no one could do your love is a treasure to me it's the great treasure in the field and I will sell all that I have for it You are the great pearl of worth. You are the rose of Sharon. You are the sweet fragrance that I smell after the rain. You, Jesus, are worthy of all my praise. And I will shout and I will give you what you deserve this morning. Because this is the holy conversation we should all have with him. So right where you are, just let that go. And when we're playing, you can come and sing what we're singing. Because we're literally just singing what we hear heaven sing. We're literally just singing what's in our heart. And when you sing along with us you're giving your amen to the sound of heaven you're giving your amen to our praises to him but you have one of your own you have a song of your own to release right where you are won't you do that this morning I could sing of you love forever and a day. I could sing of your love. I could sing
1: of your love. I could sing of your love. your love, I can sing of your love, I can sing of your love.
0: I like love.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. About uh, 35 years ago, probably the Lord had me put my name in certain scriptures, and He said, "I want you to pray these scriptures." One of them was love, because you know God is love, and I had a little bit of issues with some things, and so I started saying that I'm, you know, I'm born of the Father, like First John says. and I'm long-suffering, I'm patient, I'm kind, like my father, and it changed me. But in the last month, maybe, he's told me to stop doing that, and not just that, but to stop speaking the scriptures for a while and just pray in my prayer language. And it was hard to make that change. And the Lord says, you know, that we focus on the outside sometimes. Where we see change happening, we focus on that. But what the real uncomfortableness is, is what Potter is doing inside of us. Because he's patching up that old wine skin. And he's breathing newness in you. Because he's preparing us for what's coming, for the new that's coming, the new wine that's coming. So we need to embrace change we need to embrace it we need to thank him for it that's what's going on with the praise and worship we need to thank him for it don't have to understand it I mean if we understood everything that was going on why would we even need God why so we need to play follow the leader and follow him and, and, and let him make those changes in us let him make those changes in us yeah
3: Scripture for the new wine skin, And the Lord's been waking me up in the middle of the night some. some and uh, he's doing a whole new thing. And um, I just want to read the scripture about the new wineskin. In Matthew 9, verse 16 and 17. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on the old garment. For the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskin. If they do, the skins will burst and the wine run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No one, no, they pour new wine into new wineskin, and both are preserved. So, Lord, I thank you for the new wineskin, Lord. We thank you for pouring out on us and in us and through us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for doing the work in my heart, Lord. Lord, keep pouring, pouring. get all the old out of me, Lord God, and put in the new and put a new garment of praise on us, Lord. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Yes,
4: yeah come on look i kept seeing this is kind of funny not really but it's weird that he keeps showing me this because i'm not a sailor but i did sail once and this is what he kept showing me he kept showing me a sailboat and all it took me back to is i I sailed with my uncle he was a sailor but he was blind so i would have to take him out so we would go out in the lake and we get in a sailboat And what's funny about a sailboat is that when you get out there you have a little motor and that motor is to get you out to where the wind's going right? But then once the wind catches you, you put up a sail and you go where the wind wants to take you. You can still steer it. You can still move around. You can determine like when to turn and when not to turn, but you got to get out into the wind, right? So what he kept showing me was this sailboat sitting stagnant on the water. He says, it's just sitting there. It's not moving because the water's still. And I kept wanting to blow wind into it. Like he's supposed to blow wind into it. And sometimes what I realize is that we're the motor, and sometimes we gotta walk ourselves into it. Sometimes we gotta move ourselves out to where the wind's blowing. Sometimes we gotta come out of the harbor, out in the open water, right, and let the wind blow and take us where he wants us to go. Woo! There's a lot of people that'll sit in the harbor and just sit there with a sail up and go nowhere. Yeah. But man, sometimes we just gotta start that motor up and get moving ourselves. We have a part of that. Like, we, we have a part in this. We have a part in moving in this. Right, so so if you're sitting in the harbor right now and the wind is blowing out on the sea and you're just sitting there going, "How come it's not happening to me?" Get your motor running, right? Get your motor running and get yourself out into where the wind's blowing and put the sail up and let it take over, right? Instead of sitting around and watching a race, get in it. You understand? So that's what he was showing me this morning. Let's go back into worship. Let's just kind of surrender to Him a little bit more. Let's let the wind blow this morning. Let Him guide us and steer us. But man, He needs to get blowing. Come on. Oh, get your motor running
5: And head
0: out on the high seas He's got somewhere to take you Show you things you've never seen Oh, get your motor running Head out on the high seas He's got somewhere to take you Show you things you never seen yes. Get your motor running Let's get our motors running Mm -hmm. Get your motor running And head out on the high seas He's got somewhere to take us To show us things that we've never seen Mm -hmm. Throw off your old wine skins And put on the new He's got somewhere to take us He's got something great like that you see he wants to take us together some of us are already there but he doesn't want to leave anyone out you see I was playing they weren't with me I had to stop and say now you go see that's prophetic because that's what's happening We want everyone here to go and experience what we've seen We've seen a promised land We've experienced the wine dripping from the hills We don't want to leave anyone out of this This is for all of God's children Nobody's meant for the wilderness Nobody's meant to stay in the wilderness There's a promised land he's taking us to but he says my friend you've got to take on a new wine skin. you gotta drop your expectations at the door and put on something new you gotta cut your anchors and just come with my flow all oh, the anchors can be so many things that keep us from flowing they just weigh us down and lie to us so wherever that is for you this morning Cut it in the spirit and say, my, my engine's running, and I'm gonna go where he leads.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: that the Lord split and then it came crashing down onto the Israelite army the first thing they did is sing a spontaneous song of praise say you throw the horse and rider in the sea that's the first recorded instance of a song and it was not one that they sat down and said I think this might happen one day let's write this down and sing about it they sang it because they just saw it happen Understand, you're supposed to have a new song in your heart, and that's all we're doing. We're saying, Jesus, you are worthy. Jesus, we love you. You make a way all these things, He's just putting right there. So just like those Israelites. Because guess what? Where was He leading them? He was leading them out of bondage and into life. Do you think Jesus might have done that? He did it forever. And we can live in the promise, and that's what we're after here.
4: Come on.
6: As I was worshiping, the Lord, as he sometimes does, gave me a word of correction. And then, as I'm thanking him for it, he told me it's for a lot more people than just you. And he wasn't, he didn't just let me sit there (laughs) and I'm just going to start by reading Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And he said, these are my sons and daughters. Do you not think that I want them all to get along just as you want your children to get along? When did you start seeing stop seeing them through my eyes of love? He loves each of us so dearly. And it is not each other that we are frustrated with, it's not each other that we are warring against. brothers and sisters
0: Jesus we battle not with flesh and blood Mm -hmm. we battle not with flesh and blood but with principalities and high powers and high places they've got plans too you know they've got a plan for you you know jesus is not the only one with a plan for your life oh the enemy he's deceptive and he's tricky he can set up altars right in front of you and you had no idea what they were he tricked adam and eve and he can trick you don't think you're any better that's why we gotta listen to the voice of our savior jesus said all my children know my voice they know the voice of the good shepherd and they will not follow another he's the only way he's the way the truth the life he is the door there is no way to life except through Jesus we got to tune in to what he says in spirit and in truth you got to understand that if you are connected you'll get connected to the wrong thing Let's listen for that voice this morning. There's no other voice that can lead us to life. Let's listen to the voice of the good shepherd. He's talking to everyone in here. You see, he's not bound by time like we are. We can only have like one conversation at a time. And then if we try to talk to too many people at the same time with two different, three different conversations, we get crazy confused. But he's not bound by space and time. He literally is in the spirit. Jesus said, who is God? that God is spirit and must be worshiped, must in spirit and in truth. Truth is a person. The one saying that was truth, right? It's the word of God. He's the incarnate word of God. So you got to understand that we've got to tune in to that voice and forsake every other He's speaking to each of us on our own timeline, meaning he can talk to me right now and he's having a completely different conversation with this person over here. And then over here, he's talking and showing somebody else something. He's, out, he's not bound by that. That's why we can all in, enter in and connect with him in that Holy of Holies at the same time and just have our intimate connection with him. Our own song of love going up and he's sending one right back down. That transforms us so let's take a moment and let's just sit in that connection right if you don't know how to do this we're going to do something real simple everybody knows how to close their eyes that's good so close your eyes if you already know the voice of the lord if you already know how this is going don't even pay attention to a word i'm saying get lost in that but if you don't and you're like hey what is he talking about when he says secret place Well, it's simple. The secret place is literally that place in the spirit where you and God communicate, right? Because Jesus reconnected what we lost in the garden. We died a spiritual death in the garden, and then we were pushed out of it. So that connection was our connection to God, and that's how we could communicate with Him. It's a spiritual thing. And so we were severed from that because of our own sin. But now Jesus, through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Holy Lamb of God, His blood has made a new and living way, as Hebrew says, into the Holy of Holies, where we can come boldly, meaning we're reconnected. The signal's back. We can hear him. And he's got so much to show you, so much to say to you, so many things that are all about life. So close your eyes. Even if you don't know that voice yet, close your eyes and just picture what you feel like Jesus looks like. And just meditate on his face and then just begin to tell him how much you love him in your own way and just sit and listen to what he might want to say to you or what he wants to show you because in your mind's eyes he'll give you visions he'll show you things visually don't be afraid just allow him to do what he wants to in this moment we're gonna get out of the way we're just gonna play instrumentally And we're not going to sing or anything you don't have to pay attention to us from this point on and just get lost in that connection and see where jesus wants to take you in spirit god is spirit in spirit and in truth
4: You know if you're still in that stay there don't listen to me but if you're still kind of going what's going on how do i get there i always remind myself that we get to his course through praise and thanksgiving thanksgiving is how you enter into his course through thanksgiving so if you find it hard to connect to him right now be thankful what what has he done in your life what has he done in you and and what's he done in your family and what are the things that he's done that can make you just be so thankful for who he is that's why you have different levels of worshipers because i worship, <laughs> i worship to the level of his grace and mercy that's been in my life i worship to the level of what he's done in me in my family and with that comes freedom not to worry about what anybody else thinks or any of that because that's not what this is this is not a contest to see who can jump up and down more alright this is a moment for you to thank him to worship him hmm I mean this is what we're going to be doing for eternity is worshipping him and we have a chance to enter into that we have a chance to, to approach him here on earth hmm in a whole nother way that no matter what you're going through, what's happening in your life, that he is standing beside you and you can just be thankful that he's never left you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He loves you that much. It doesn't make everything right. It doesn't make everything feel good. But man, it brings you into this peaceful moment where you're gazing into his eyes. <laughs> You're gazing into his eyes and he's just telling you how much he loves you. And that brings peace. That brings peace. You know, I want to kind of tie in some stuff here. We were really going into have your way and, and I've heard people sing that and I see people sing that. You really think about what that means. When you tell him to have his way in your life, Are you ready for that? Because that's not going to look like anything you've ever seen. When you really say, have your way, you got to trust that it's going to be His way. And His way ain't going to be anything you've seen. In fact, I believe the Bible says that that eye has not seen and ear has not heard. So it's going to look different. It's going to feel different. And it ties into the the new wine and the wineskin the old wineskin was new at one time that old wineskin was new and new wine was in it but then as seasons go on that wineskin got old it doesn't mean that it's bad it's just old and he wants to put new wine in all this ties back into you just going you know what lord have your way and if you truly say have your way then you gotta let go you gotta let go and say all right lord truly have your way and start listening for that guidance and listen for that peace and see what he wants to do in you, through you. It's easy to put him in a box. And it it's so easy to do that. Man, he has touched me in so many different ways through my life. I used to go back to the same spots he did it before, <laughs> thinking he was going to be there, <laughs> thinking that was the key, but that wasn't the key it wasn't where I was at it wasn't any location it wasn't where I was at emotionally none of that that was not the key it was just trusting in him and believing in him and then he shows up in all the places where you wouldn't think he would man so let that sink in today let that sink in today that as we you know we're going to transition out of this but as we transition out it doesn't stop your worship It doesn't stop the saying that you've been saying, which is have your way. I mean, that keeps going on and on and on through everything. It's just not in worship, man. It's in the word. It's in your life. It's in your marriage. It's in your relationships. And Lord, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. So, Father, we love you. We love you and we thank you. Mm. We so love you, Lord. So, Father, continue to have your way. Continue to do what you want to do in us, through us, through whatever means you want that to happen. We trust you, Lord. We trust you. And we love you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said... Amen and amen. Come on. Can we get excited about what he's doing in us, through us? We can praise him when it doesn't even feel good. I think that's the best time to praise him when you go, I just don't feel good right now. Praise him. I just don't feel good right now. Praise him. I don't like what's going on in my life right now. Praise him. You just keep praising him and praising him and praising him and things change. The atmosphere changes. Come on. He's that good. Come on. How you doing buddy (laughs) man so good so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna um, pray over the kids and release them to children's ministry we'll also receive offerings so we'll have that up here um, so you can give during the break then we take about a 10-minute break for you to talk to people you ain't seen in a while get some coffee go to the restroom Uh, those kind of things just fellowship pray for people whatever you feel led to do in those 10 minutes that's why we give you those 10 minutes all right Hmm. so father right now we just lift up these children to you father (laughs) legacies left father the next generations bless them father bless these babies Be with them, Lord. Guide them, lead them. Be with the teachers, Father God, the pastors. Father, give them wisdom and knowledge to pour into these kids, Father God. Let them understand who they are and whose they are. Mm. Father, just touch them and bless them. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Oh, we got one thing. What's that?
2: Okay, before we get uh, released, excuse me. The Lord is saying... One more thing. And this is not a hard a word as what it's gonna sound like. It's really a word of life. They all are. But the Lord said he's spoken some things to some of us. And the reason we haven't seen those things come to pass is because we're focusing on what he said, which proves we're not ready for what he said. Because our focus has to be on him and then what he said will come to pass in our life and in your life so that's really part of the new wineskin too he's really preparing us for what individually, corporately,
4: everything really is come on, come on! I received that come on, y'all receive that this morning alright, let me uh, I want to pray over offering and giving this morning um, I will, I want to you know, I'll preface it with this is that you have a chance to give to even bigger things than just your normal giving. If you don't know what's going on, is God's moving in mighty ways in us and through us in this community, in this city, all over the place, which is awesome. But he's also moving through us uh, to go to Africa because that's where we're going next week. So next Sunday, Aaron and I head out to Africa. Um, Yeah, come on. We are so ready to love on these kids. We're so ready to catch up with relationships with with the people that we formed them with over there so so we are heading over there next sunday after service uh, and if you still want to pour into that we want to go over and bless these babies man i'm telling you i see all these little kids running around here when you go over there there's all little kids running around they're all just running around and they're part of a big family that they don't even know like, you are a part of their family. You pour into their life. You you make their life so much better by what we get to do. Okay, Aaron's going to come up here. He wants to say something. I love this because Aaron never speaks, so when he speaks, he's ready to roll.
7: Hey, um, it, some of y'all know it was really expensive to go on this trip. Way, way more expensive than it was to go to Mexico. Uh, the, but my plane ticket was completely covered. I don't know by who. Woo! And... And then there was other additional expenses, thousands, over three thousand dollars, close to four grand. And then I found that that seems to be covered. Wow! I don't know who that was. I suspect it was more than one person, but whoever that was, whatever, whoever you were, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, really. And, um, Amen. Amen. When we go down there, this ain't no vacation. It's gonna be nice and warm and steamy down there, getting away from winter, but this isn't a vacation, this is warfare, what we're going for, because there's there's some crazy, terrible things that are happening to those kids down there, so uh, anything that you've done, I thank you for that, and then just as important as monetary donations, pray for us Sa- Satan ain't got no control, no power over us, but like Ryan said earlier, he's got a plan, and he's gonna try to do anything he can, if he can just scratch us, he's gonna try to do that you know, we're gonna see, uh, he's gonna try to come against us in what we're doing, he ain't got the power to stop it, but Uh, He's going to try to do something, you know. So we already know that. So pray for us. That's just as important as the monetary. Thank you so much for everything you've done for us.
4: Well, hey, guys, why don't you come on up? I know this wasn't a game plan, but are you speaking? I'll start.
8: So we as elders wanted to come up and pray for them today anyway So this is a perfect time since we're already talking about their trip So we're blessed to have a pastor who has a heart for missions and leads by example for our church So we want to lift him and Aaron up for what they're about to go do for the lord So we want y'all to just uh, stretch your hands toward them and let's pray in agreement for what they're doing And we're gonna pass the microphone down. So you might hear the voices change, but
9: Hallelujah. One one spirit. Hallelujah, Father. We come in the, the name of Jesus, Father. We pray this prayer in the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. I lift my brothers up, Father, right now to advance your kingdom, Jesus. Right now to take over Africa in Jesus' name. Raise up sons and daughters there, Lord. I call somebody. Use them for your mighty glory, Jesus. Right now we lift them up, Lord. Put a hedge of protection, Father, around them, Father. As they're flying on the airplane, put people beside them, Father, to share the gospel with, Father. Put people in their path as they travel out there, Lord. Holy Spirit. Guide them, Holy Spirit. And we just are thankful for our brothers, Lord. They get to do this here. We get to do ministry, Father. Thank you for allowing us to do your work, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We lift them, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Cover them with your blood, Jesus, right now. Hallelujah. Thank you for opening doors for them, Lord. And we give you all the glory, all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Father God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for keeping them safe. We're just claiming it right now that everything's going to go great. Lord, I just ask that those hearts that you've got prepared already, the Holy Spirit's already touched the hearts over there. Lord, just give them words. Give them actions, Lord, to magnify you, Father, that you get all the glory, Lord. God, just prepare a place for them that uh, no man can touch. No no evil spirit can touch. Come around. Lord, just encamp your angels all the way around them, Lord. Prepare the way coming and going. And we just give it all to you, Lord, for your glory. It's for your glory, Father. Thank you, Jesus. God, as we go to strange places and see strange things, it kind of opens up our heart to see you differently, to, to take you in in a different way. God, I pray that their eyes would be opened and that you would just be mighty. As, as they're ministering to others, Lord God, I pray that you would minister mightily in their heart as they see different things, uh, different techniques, different ways that you minister, God. I pray that they would be loved on by you and that their hearts would be filled to overflowing as they're giving out to others. God, I pray for their homes as they're away from their homes. I pray for Julie and Ava, Lord God, that they would just be blessed now that there would be no uh, confusion or things go on or anything. Lord, that they'd just be at peace while they're away. God, I pray for all the people that these men touch, other ministers, that they would be, they would be blessed and they would be ministry, God. Uh, i trying to say something, but I'm struggling to say it, Lord. You are able to make things Seen that are kind of unseen ministry, and I pray that they would see what's unseen, God, and that they would be lifted up and changed by this ministry, Lord. That's what I'm asking you for, Lord. In Jesus' name,
8: God. I just say thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us and putting it in their heart to go and love on other people. I pray that you would just increase your Holy Spirit in them, let it pour out, and just bring change to this place. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.
4: Thank you all so much. So, there has been a lot of um, gifts for this, which is absolutely awesome. Um, we thank everybody for that. I couldn't think of going with a better person than Aaron. I wish you could hear his heart. We got to go to Mexico together, and uh, man, if you want to know somebody, God's wrecked. He's right there. Um, and when he shares, it's truly God just flowing through him. Um, so, I'm excited about that, because I know, I know what he's going to do. I know what happened to me when I put my feet on the ground over there. So, but anyway, we just want to, we're going to receive offering. Um, And if you want to give to that, there'll be a, we have a special one that they can, if you want to give directly to the uh, orphanage, you don't have to go through us. So if you want to funnel it through somebody else, you can scan that and that'll take you to the orphanage, but you can give to us. We have a drop-down box on our giving for Benin, um, Exodus House and Hope Gate, and you can give to that and all that will go there too. Um, well, we're going to be getting prepared this week to go. We're going to get everything lined up, and we're going to go over there. We're going to bless them. I'll, I'll give you a, a, for instance, last time I was there, they didn't have a, an acoustic guitar. So God put it on my heart to go out and buy them an acoustic guitar, which in, but in Africa, they're not on every street corner. So we drove around, and we drove around, and we drove around, until so I found one, and then I went in and bought it and blessed them with it. Um, and they were teaching people how to play guitar, and they were just going at it, which was awesome. Uh, and they told me last time, well, actually like probably about eight months ago, I talked to them every, like almost every week. Um, and they said, man, we want to, can you get a keyboard? And I'm like, I can't bring a keyboard with me. <laughs> but I said, I promise you when I get over there, we'll search around until we find some kind of music shop somewhere. Usually it's a three hour trip to go find a place like that. And then, uh, if I could find a keyboard, I'm buying you a keyboard so that you can, they worship, man. They, they worship, they, they. They, they play drums with sticks, and they, they play all kinds of different, you know, things. They don't even play on real drums, um, but, man, they know how to worship. And uh, So those are things that are on my heart to provide for them when we get over there, and we're going to bless them with all kinds of stuff. We Jules already went out and, and purchased all these things, gifts for the kids and all kinds of stuff, and we're making T-shirts for them, and we're really doing all kinds of stuff in the background. That's what my wife does, if you don't know that <laughs> I tell her what I want, and she finds a way to figure it all out, which is awesome. So uh, we're already doing those things, but we do want to bless them. Yeah, she's awesome. So we know we're meant for this because she's used to me being gone. She's had to live her life with me being gone in the military all the time. So I thank you for the prayers over them because we we got kind of used to me not being gone uh, because I said I'll never travel again. I use that word never that Jim Paul tells me never to use. I said i'm not traveling anymore i'm coming to this you know we retired from the military i said i'm not going i'd already been to 35 countries and i said i'm done traveling and then the lord said go so you can't really like what are you supposed to do you just go (laughs) so um but anyway anything you give i want to bless them um over there tremendously like we're trying to make them self-sustained so we have catfish farms that we're building and we're trying to build chicken stuff so they can have eggs and and food. And the point is, is so that we don't have to support them all the time. They can do it themselves. I mean, that's the goal of all this is to love on them. So if you want to give extra to that, if that's what you want to give towards, you just write that on an envelope or put it online. If you're giving online, write it on a check, however you want to do it, make sure you, you designate it to Benin to Exodus house. Um, and we'll make sure they get that, but let me pray over the offering. And, uh, and then we'll uh, take a break. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. Uh, we, we just, man, once again, have your way. Touch our hearts. Father, we, we like to give with, with a cheerful heart. So, so touch us right now. Father, whatever you put on our hearts, Father, let that be what we give. So, Father, that's what our giving is based on, a word from you. Father, your love, your word, knowing you'll provide, you'll take care of. So, Father, we do it cheerfully. So, Father, we thank you for that. And we love you, Lord. We just surrender everything to you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all be blessed. and We'll be right back in about 10 minutes. Check, check. One, two. How's everybody doing? Come on. Is everybody good this morning? The louder you get, the more people come inside. The louder you get, the more people come inside. (laughs) Then they know something's going on. They're missing out. How is that back there? Is that good? Everybody hear me okay? I want to make sure I'm not screaming. Come on. I love it when people just keep talking. I mean, this this is what this is about, y'all. It's family. So, we take good time to talk and, and all that good stuff. And I love it. So, I'm not rushing you. I will just continue on. And you guys can just catch up. That's how, that's how that is. Man. The silence make you uncomfortable? Yeah. Doesn't make me uncomfortable. We can sit here all be quiet. I don't I don't mind. I need to I'm probably going to need a chair today. I'm taking your chair. I'll give it back when you want to go up and play. I might need that today. I might just sit down today and All right. So we're good. I think we're all set up. Awesome. Well, man, it's good to see everybody. Thank you guys for coming out. Do me a favor. Uh, if you have not filled out a connect card to let us know that you're new or yet been here in a while, please take the moment to fill that out. Let us know. Scan that thing up there on the screen or simply fill out one that's in the uh, out at connection point. We got a hard copy. You can, if you like writing, go fill that thing out. Uh, that's good for you. Uh, fill that out. If you want more information about who we are, what we're doing, go to, you can download our app. Please get that one, download that. That's up on the screen. You can get all kinds of up to date information. Uh it's got all the stuff out there. So you can you can uh search through that and have a good time, I guess. So Well you guys are quiet this morning. God be praised. <laughs> Look, if you don't know what that is, just go with it. <laughs> just go with it. You know, that, that was good stuff. Uh we, we're excited that uh, uh uh we carried that on from our from our gathering, but Look, I want you to stay involved in what we're doing. So, Monday night prayer is important. Come on out for Monday night prayer. Uh, look, it gets powerful in here, guys. We are literally worshiping. We're praying over the church. We're praying over the crosses. Everything that's out here, any need, we get the right. So, if you come in with somebody you know, we have boards you can write the prayers on, and everybody's in unison praying together. Does that make sense? So, prayer is important uh, in what we do. So, please come on out. Uh, a couple other announcements. Uh, March 3rd is going to be baptism. So, if you've been waiting to get baptized... Come on, March 3rd. That's going to be my... Yeah, be excited about that. We celebrate baptism. I mean, this is huge. So basically, what we're going to do is I get back. That's my first weekend back from Africa. So I just think that's going to be a powerful weekend anyway, right? And who knows what's going to happen over there. Last time we baptized like 65 or 80 kids. Um, So... Who knows what's going to happen, but I'm I'm excited to get back, and we'll have uh, baptism Sunday when we come back and just celebrate what God's doing in the lives of people. I already know we got two people that are already signed up, so make sure we'll we'll get it out there. It'll be on the app. It'll be on the website. We'll make sure there's a sign-up. Let us know. It doesn't mean that you can't get baptized if you don't let us know. It just helps us prepare. We like to do t-shirts and all the the other stuff. That's not what it's about, but that's what we like to do. Um, So let us do what we like to do. Uh, lots of small groups. Uh, small groups will be starting up individually. So Jim Paul is doing a men's meeting starting on March 5th. So over at his house, you'll see more information about that. That'll be on the website. We have our chosen group that meets on Wednesday nights. So uh, where's Nicole? Boop, there you are. You guys just had it this Wednesday, so it'll be two Wednesdays, right? So every other Wednesday, right here at 6 uh, 6 p.m., uh, the chosen small group. You get to come together. They've been they've been walking through the the the. Um, the show Chosen, but they're actually, it's not just watching the movie. They're literally talking through what's going on so you understand it better. So that's an awesome group. So we're excited about that. All right, we are leaving. I already talked about it for Africa, so I'm excited about that. We don't need to talk about that. Don't forget about our women's ministry giveaway. If you didn't see, if you saw the baskets and the gifts out on the front, um, on the connection point out in the foyer, uh, if you want to sign up for that, all you do is you fill out a little card and you write an a, a encouraging word that's going to go to whoever wins the basket. So you don't know who it's going to. You're just encouraging another another woman, and you're just going to encourage them. So whoever wins the basket, they get all that stuff. Um, so that's how we determine um, who gets it, right? There's a drawing, but you draw one of them thingies. See? I'm learning. So good. All right. I also have, I want to talk a little bit about our uh, Welcome Food Pantry. Uh, We're doing that on the 22nd. That's the Thursday on the 22nd. Do we have a slide? We don't have a slide for that? I love you, baby. I didn't load it. My wife did a wonderful job, and I did not load that slide, but I got even better than a slide. Um, Is Miss Deanne here? Would you like to come up and share? Deanne is the director over the food pantry, so I would love for her to come up. And kind of share what God's been doing and what he's doing and who she is and her family's over there. James, how you doing? All the kiddos? I'm not going to embarrass you, I promise. You, know, you, you weren't here last week, you're good. All right, go ahead, Deanne, share with us.
8: I wasn't really prepared for this, but I can talk about welcome all day. So a lot of you know me from the food drop, and I thank you. It's on. Oh, should I yell now? Can you hear me? A lot of you already know me from the food drop, and I thank you guys for coming out and helping us, praying with our families that we take good care of. And um, Right now, we've got a lot going on. We have a new building, which is just over here, about a block away from y'all, so we're really excited about that. Um, It needs lots and lots of renovations, and DJ and Greg and several, James have been out there, Mike, all working on it to get us ready to move in. And it'll be a process, and so we're good with processes. So um, right now, I don't really know what we need for the building. That's sort of James's thing, but we always need prayer. And, of course, as you know, God always uses money. (laughs) So we are in the process of our capital campaign, and um, we have an open house on March the 12th. So come out and see us. I believe it's from 6 to eight. And so you can kind of see the process. We will be, right now we do a drive through After COVID came, we had to really protect because we serve a lot of seniors and a lot of our volunteers are seniors. And so we do a drive through right now where we do a pre-packaged uh, bag of groceries and frozens. And now we've added a lot of bakery and things to it. Um, once we get over to the new building, we'll be able to, within hopefully the next six months, we'll be able to let them come in and shop. And so we'll just give them back some dignity. And so, and when I say shop, it's client choice. There is no cost to it, but they'll get to pick out the food instead of just being handed a back. So I'm super excited. Um, and, you know, they're not just going to get a wonder through the, I know, it's wonderful. Um, we're going to need people to shop with them. So, you know, just just kind of um, minister to them as they go through and just remind them of who they are and how much they're loved. And so that, that's what we do. We draw them in uh, with the food, right, because they need the food, but what we give them is hope. What we give them is Jesus. And so any of you who want to come out and help us in the process, whether it's at the old building or the new building, you're always welcome. And so we start on Wednesdays about 8, 7.30 to 8 o'clock, and we're there until about noon. And then on Thursdays, we're there from 7 until about 2, 2.30. So come and join us
4: awesome. Come on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Guys, so we've always done the food drop and we focused on that, but they're there every single Wednesday and Thursday. So if you never line up because your stuff doesn't line up with the one time we're doing a food drop, they need people over there praying for people all the time. And the new place is awesome because they're going to have a bigger, like, sanctuary area, stuff like that. And I think it's a great opportunity to pray over them, continue the prayer thing. We've formed relationships with them already, so we know the people. It's kind of neat we get to follow up with them because we've already prayed over them. And we were doing, like, 300 families on a, on a Thursday. So is that what you're doing every week still is about 300 families? 100 every week, 350 a month come through. I mean, that's huge. When you're reaching families like that, and and you're giving them hope by praying for them and loving on them, and they get food. And now God is doing stuff amazing through them because He just made a way for all this. And now they're getting blessed with all kinds of stuff from... I mean, now... (laughs) It's crazy. I love what's going on. All of a sudden, they've got these trucks, and they got all this food coming in from all over the place, um, which is amazing. So uh, we're going to be a bigger part of that. I just feel that. I feel the heart in this and and what we're doing. So... um, Please come out and help us. Uh, the, the, that's still going to be the Thursday drop is the 22nd of February. That's still down at the, the air now where we always do it. And that's where we kind of take them donuts and coffee and pray over everybody and help them hand out food. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, so we look forward to that. All right, real quick, what I want to do is um, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing a lot of time today because I want to introduce some people to you. Um, I want to actually bring up um, our trustees So if our current trustees could come forward, please. So Gene and Ken, come on forward. Um, I love this. Let's give our trustees a round of applause. Uh, Ken got the DJ starter kit again. Come on, I love it. (laughs) It's getting good. It's getting good. It's my stunt double. I don't get us confused. (laughs) It's easy, I know. Uh, Anyway, so these are our trustees. We have one more, uh, Brother Billy uh, Billy Barton, but he is over with brother Bo at courts of praise. And he resigned from the position of trustee. Uh, and what we have is in our bylaws It said, we're supposed to have three to five trustees. The trustees actually, um, they do the budgeting with us. They handle our finances. They're the ones we put over making sure things are spent right and hold us accountable. they are very important positions, right? So they're, but they're only good for three years. So we only trust them for three years. No, just, <laughs> just means that after that, it gets exhausting. Like, like these two guys have been, they've been through a process. They've been there for a while now, almost what, five years. Uh, they've been through the process of us purchasing the building, purchasing the land, everything that goes into that. Okay. So for that season, that was phenomenal. These guys had their hands on it. They were doing what they were supposed to do, but just like everything else, seasons come and go and they need a break. Okay. But only one of them gets to, gets voted off the island today. <laughs> no, so uh, we can only release trustees every six months. This way, if I get mad at somebody, I just can't fire everybody. Does that make sense? So we, we do it in a way to where we get to uh, release one and then six months later release the other. But we actually have four more trustees that are coming in. But before I introduce the four new trustees um, that are going to be hanging around with Ken for another six months, uh, I want to just... Can we just... I want to thank Gene for everything he's done. Can we just? Thanks, man. Come on. This man does more than finances. Okay, he's, he's a big part of who we are. He's been here for a very, very long time. He'll worship until he bleeds. Um, it's just what he does. He's part of prison ministries. He's part of so much. Uh, but he's had my back. You know how nice it is just to have people you can go to and he's got your back all the time. But that's what, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but this is good. I, I, Miss Kathy's back there. We love you. I call her mom because I've known her since I've been in the church for 14 years and uh, been blessed. Uh, so we know this isn't a goodbye. It's just you getting a break from having to deal with all the stuff that we deal with. But I wanted to truly thank you from my heart for everything you've done, the time, the effort that goes into that. Um, is absolutely amazing, and uh, we appreciate you as a family, and we thank you for that, brother, so one more hug. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, so what, he's going to be around until we have our trustee meeting, so what I want to do is bring up all our new trustees, so if you could just come up, could I have Eric Parker come forward, Phyllis Trosper, come on, you can give him a round of applause, <laughs> Scott Bandy, and Mike Lambert. Here, you guys, can, you guys can form a team because you're all a team. Come on, Mike. <laughs> He's like, I've been up here all morning. So, uh, so once again, this is going to be the crew that takes us forward. God has given us big dreams, big visions. He's doing amazing things, and it's going to take smart people that can come alongside us. So this is how this usually works: is is I come to them and go, "Hey guys, there's a property for sale right there. God showed me in a vision that we're supposed to own that property, and it's for sale. How do we do that? Like make that happen?" And these guys put their heads together and they go, "Hey, come on, we can do this. We can do this. We can negotiate." Um, so they're a huge part of of what we're going to do in the future because I just believe God's getting ready to do something absolutely amazing. Okay. And I can't do all that. I can't do all that thinking. I can't do it, Uh, but these guys can. So this is a powerful team. I'm excited. God gave me each of their names individually, which was awesome. Uh, And then I had to trust him because I wanted to answer no for some people because I thought they'd be too busy. I was like, "You sure, Lord?" Because they're a busy person. But he said, "Trust me." And then every one of them, when I asked them, it was a uh, an honor to them. And then they got approved by the elders. So I took them to the elders board, and they had to stamp off on that because spiritually, we want to make sure we're doing things right, which is awesome. So I just wanted to put you at ease. If you see them around, thank them because they've got three years now. <laughs> Moving forward, three years they they will be. Hands in with the finances and everything we do. So I just wanted to recognize them in front of you so you can put a face to a name and see where they are. They're part of, this is what the corporation side of what we do. So we are a 501c3. And as much as we want to do anything we want to do, we can't because we do, (laughs) there's laws. So uh, they're really good at making sure we stay within those boundaries, but also do everything God wants us to do. um, And they find a way for it. So one more time, can we give them a round of applause? Thank you, guys. All right. Be blessed. Have a seat. I can't wait to talk with you guys more. When I get back from, from Africa, we're sitting down and having a, a, a big meeting. Awesome. Whew. Hi, Tamala. <laughs> You're just kind of standing right in front of me. Did you have something to say? Are you, okay, just check in. Just checking. You're staring at me. <laughs> I was like, what will I do? If you didn't see her on a tug-of-war game, man, she should take you out. <laughs> Got to be careful with that one. So, all right. Well, let me pray, and I don't want to kind of jump into some stuff. So, Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you for this family. Thank you for what you're doing in this house. And, Father, we just surrender to you. Father, touch my heart. Touch my lips. Let it be all you, none of me. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'm going to attempt to sit down for a while. Is that Okay. Because I kind of want to get into some teaching a little bit. And I feel that when I get jumping around, I get excited. And then I lose really where I believe I'm supposed to go. So I'll try to sit. I'm really shrinking in this thing. I think I'm, that is a weight thing. I'm just letting you know. Uh, The more weight you put on this, the lower you go. I don't like this chair. (laughs) Trustees, we need a new chair that can hold me. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. So awesome. So we've been in this series uh, on freedom and encounter and all this. And freedom comes, like I've said a million times, in numerous forms. Freedom to worship differently. Freedom to do different things. um, Freedom to to simply think differently. Freedom from religion. Freedom to love people a way you've probably never attempted to love them before. Uh, But we have that freedom now. But it's also freedom to encounter him in a different way. Okay, so we have to have the, we have to understand that in this house, you have a freedom to encounter him, to seek his face with everything you have. And nobody gets to say anything about that, right? Because it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And we're going to make those opportunities available to you. Okay, so what do I mean by encounter? Because these are huge. It's an unexpected or casual meeting with someone or something. So Jesus invites us all to have a personal relationship with him. Encounter is about entering into this relationship through real, authentic experiences and recognizing his presence in our lives and the lives of others. All right, That's what what encounter is. Encounters cause transformation. True encounters cause transformation in your life. Things will change. You cannot lock eyes with him and stay the same. There is something that changes. There is something that moves inside of you. There is something that shifts. There is something that just becomes different, even if it's a little bit. That's why I seek his face so much, because every time I see him, he makes me a better person. I, I'm never at the point where, where I don't want to see him. There's never a point when I don't want to engage in him, in a relationship with him. Um, so that can go from anywhere, from worship up here on a Sunday morning, to a Monday morning, to a Tuesday morning. You pick the time, you pick the place, and he'll be there. Uh, so our goal is to help equip you in that, showing you that you can do this uh, in different ways, because I believe God's leaving us, leading us in a different way. So I want to. Uh, so I made a statement a couple weeks ago about Acts two church, and I said they only had the Torah and the Holy Ghost. I want to clarify and correct myself on that. Okay, they did not only have the Torah and the Holy Ghost. Okay, um, they did have the Torah. They also had the prophecies. They had the scroll. They had what we call the Old Testament in the Law. They had the disciples. All the disciples were there. Uh, they had Jesus' mom, his brothers. All four of his brothers were there. Um, they had the Holy Ghost. But they did not have the New Testament. They didn't have the teaching of, of Paul, Peter, James, Jude. Those were not written yet. So they had none of that. So, so when I talk about, um, so they didn't have the written Gospels the way we know them. Like we, we can go in and say, go read the Gospels and it gives us an account of, of Jesus. They did not have that, right? So what they had to do was listen to people that came in and said, we encountered Jesus and he's real. And these are people that have been studying the law, but they knew the prophecies. Like, well, he's supposed to come back, right? He's supposed to come back, so do we believe him or not? And these are people that had been changed. See, they had been changed. Peter, for one, changed. Like, this man was a changed individual from who he was before he met Jesus to who he was afterwards. So they had to experience that. They had people that encountered Jesus come in and tell them about him and tell them stories. So... As new as we get, as, as much as we do things differently around here, imagine being in their shoes when 120 believers show up, right, in the upper room, and the Holy Ghost just completely wrecks them. And they all start speaking in different languages, and they get filled with the Holy Ghost to the point that now all, all the fruit of the Holy Spirit is coming out of them. If you don't think that's big, these are people that walked in, you know, with the law in their mind. These are people that walked in with all these other things, and they categorized people. Um, you know, they, they didn't talk to certain people. You didn't hang out with certain people. But when the Holy Ghost came, boom. It all dropped, and all of a sudden, the fruit of that started coming out in everybody, and that led to the church. That led to uh, people coming together and taking care of people. That led to people um, selling all their belongings and taking care of people. That, that led to a family kind of atmosphere. Does that make sense? So Acts 2 church, when people say an Acts 2 church, that's what they're talking about. They want a church that, that we are caring for each other, we're loving on each other, we're taking care of each other, there's not a need, all that stuff, okay? So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I just wanted to clarify that. I didn't want to mislead you that all they had was the law, the first five books of the Bible and the Holy Ghost. That was not right. Um, so, um, but I wanted to correct that. That's one of those moments I get running around and I start saying stuff. doesn't mean that I, I can't come back and correct it because I'll probably do this a lot of times, right? Because I'm human uh, and I'm going to do my best uh, to, to say it right. Um, but here's what they had. So they, those people actually, the cool part was they walked with Jesus for three years, some of them. I mean, we encounter him for a second, even on a Sunday morning, you encounter him for a second and it changes you. What's it like when you live with him for three years? Come on now. That's huge. That, that's what we want. That's, that's what our aim is. Our aim is to be so in tune with him that he embodies us, right? And so everything we do involves him and it changes who we are and what we're supposed to do. So as I was digging into this, I started reading, and the Lord just kind of redirected me a bit and started showing me some things. So I want to start reading in Acts. So I'm going to start in Acts 1. Okay. Jim Paul, I'm going to try to do this with my glasses, with my my mic on. So this is the only way I can read, which is why I don't usually read from my Bible. My Bible is on my iPad, but I really want to read from my Bible. Is that okay? All right. Jim Paul got me these glasses a long time ago, and I love them they go with me everywhere. So it says in uh, verse one, it should be on your screen up there. I'm reading from the passion. It says to Theopolis, the lover of God. Hmm. I write to you again, my dear friend, to give you further details about the life of our Lord Jesus and all the things that he had taught. So right there, if you just look at that name, uh, Theophilus, Theophilus is the name and it's a symbolic name. It's not an, it's, some scholars don't even think it's an individual. You can go back. There's multiple, if you read back into this, there's all kinds of people they think it possibly could be, but that word means lover of God. So, so Luke is writing Acts. So Luke is in there writing Acts. And what he's doing is this is a carry on. If you read the book of Luke, which was the first gospel written and you move on to Acts, he is just picking it up where he left off. And he's saying, I'm writing to you again, lovers of God. These are to the people that love God. Like, these are people that truly, truly love him. And he wants to give them further details of the life of our Lord Jesus. Mm. So he says, I wrote to you before, and now I'm writing again. In verse 2, it says, just before he ascended into heaven, he left instructions for the apostles he had chosen by the Holy Spirit. After the sufferings of the cross, Jesus appeared alive many times to these same apostles over a 40-day period. Jesus proved to them with many convincing signs that he had been resurrected. During these encounters, he taught them the truths of God's kingdom realm and shared meals with them. Hmm. Let's just stop there for a second. I want to go back to this. So it says here that, um, that Jesus appeared alive to them many times. If you look at that, it's been like over 11 times Jesus appeared after his crucifixion and resurrection, 11 times that he came back and encounter, they had an encounter with him. Like he literally showed up knocking on the door. And then some people didn't believe him. So he shows up again. He walked down the road to Emmaus. He, he just shows up and he says, here I am. This is an encounter with you and me. Okay. So those encounters mean something. Those encounters are huge, right? And he left instructions or commands is what it says. So it says that, that out of those 11 times uh, that, that he taught them the mysteries of God's kingdom realm. So when he met with them, he wasn't just, hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Been gone three days. I'm back. He says, I'm teaching you, right, the mysteries of the kingdom realm. And he's doing this with his disciples. He's doing this with the ones he loves. He is literally giving them all the insight, all the stuff, all the meat to everything that he does. Right? This is huge. Because that's who he's pouring into. Mm. And it says that he was with them for 40 days. If you want to know what 40 days is in the Bible, read all the times 40 days shows up. It's a pretty significant number, right? So the number of 40 uh, speaks for the transformation and completeness through testing, is what 40 means. Through testing. A completeness. Transformation. So Jesus was tempted 40 days, Right? And then you had Noah, 40 days, right? And nights. You had Moses who met with God for 40 days on Mount Sinai. Israel wandered around for 40 years. Elijah fasted for 40 days, right? And then Jesus spent 40 days appearing to his disciples to teach them that a day of completeness and transformation had arrived. It took them 40 days to comprehend that Christ's kingdom was spiritual, not political. Yes. See, they were all worried about, like, when, when are you going to free us so that we can take control? Like, when are you going to put us back in the, in the king's seat? When are you, and he's like, hang on, this ain't political, man. You guys are way off. This is not a worldly thing. This is a spiritual realm. My kingdom will come. Because this is not about you having your best president. Does that make sense? he says, you're going to see my kingdom is going to come. This is totally, totally different. Hmm. So he said, during these encounters, he taught them the truths of God's kingdom realm and shared meals with them. That's what he did in those 40 days. Talked about the truths of the kingdom and shared meals with them. So Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about. The gift the father has promised. For John baptized you in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Every time they were gathered together, they'd ask Jesus, Lord, is it time now for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? And he answered, the Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that he He has prepared by his own authority. But I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power. And you will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea, the distant promises, or provinces, even to the remotest places on earth. Hmm. then right after he spoke these words, the disciples saw Jesus lifted into the sky and disappeared into a cloud. As they stared into the sky watching Jesus ascend, two men in white robes suddenly appeared beside them. They told the startled disciples, Galileans, it's split in my Bible. I'm trying to read one half and the other. Who puts hyphens in a Bible? Why are you staring up into the sky and Jesus has been taken away from you into heaven, but he will come back the same way you saw him ascend? I'm gonna pause there because I wanna go back to some stuff. I wanna go back to uh, when Jesus appeared to them um, and he taught them the mysteries. I want to go back into that, and we're going to go to Matthew 13:11. Um, Let's shift to Matthew 13:11. I thought it was really cool when I first started doing all my Bible studies to highlight everything, because I thought it made it easier to find it. My whole Bible is highlighted, <laughs> so it doesn't really help anymore. Now I go back to the stuff that's not highlighted and go, how come I didn't get anything out of that? (laughs) That's probably a good way to do it. Oh, man. So I want to go into this. We have uh, um, Matthew 13, 11. Let's see. Let's start in 11. You know what? Let's not start in 11. Maybe I'll just read all 13. I'm looking. Maybe I can. I'm going to read through it and then we'll talk about it. I'm going to start in 13, verse 1. It says, Later that day, Jesus left the house and sat on the lake shore to teach the people. Soon there were so many people surrounding him that he had to teach sitting in a boat while a large crowd stood on the shore. He taught them many things using stories, parables that would illustrate spiritual truths, saying, Consider this there was a farmer who went out to sow seeds. As he cast his seeds, some fell along the beaten path, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell onto the ground onto gravel that had no topsoil. The seeds quickly shot up, but when the days grew hot, the sprouts were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots. Other seeds fell among the thorns and weeds. so when the seeds sprouted, so did the weeds, crowding out the good plants. But other seeds fell on good, rich soil they kept keep kept producing a good harvest some yield 30 some 60 some even 100 times as much as he planted if you're able to understand this then you need to respond see not everybody understood what he was talking about but he says if you can understand this you'll respond okay you'll respond so i'm going to keep going it says then his disciples approached jesus and asked why do you always speak to people in these hard to understand parables? Verse 11, where I was going to start off, but I think that plays in. says, He explained, You've been given the intimate experience of insight into hidden truths and mysteries of the realm of, of heaven's kingdom, but they have not. See, the ones that encountered him, the ones that were drawn close to him, the one that he said, Follow me. Drop everything, follow me. He said, You've already been, you've already had all these things. I got to speak to you clearly through the Spirit. I got to tell you, Spirit to Spirit, what the kingdom's all about. But they've not seen that yet. They don't understand. That's what he's telling them. So let's read it again. He says, He explained, You've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden truths and mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom, but they have not. He says, For everyone, Who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. You got to listen with an open heart. He says, you can't have a closed heart or a closed mind to anything I'm saying. So you got to have an open heart. And if you do, guess what? You're going to receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. He says, the more you do that, the more you open your heart, the more you, when you say have your way, the more you let him have his way in you, the more you listen to the spirit and the spirit talks to you, the more you read your Bible and he downloads stuff into you as you're reading your Bible. The more you listen to that stuff, fresh revelation that he gives you, that's that's important. Because when you read the Bible, you're reading the same parables they were. So he goes, you can read it, but I'm telling you, there's mysteries behind it. And if you let the Spirit talk to you, I'll show you the mysteries. He says, but those who don't listen with an open, teachable heart, even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. That's why I teach the people using parables. Because they think they're looking for truth, yet because their hearts are unteachable, they never discover it. Although they will listen to me, they never fully perceive the message I speak. The prophecy of Isaiah describes them perfectly. Although they listen carefully to everything I speak, they don't understand a thing I say. They look and pretend to see, but their eyes of their hearts are closed. Their minds are dull and slow to perceive. Their ears are plugged and are hard of hearing. And they have deliberately shut their eyes to the truth. Otherwise, they would open their eyes to see and open their ears to hear and open their minds to understand. Then they would turn to me and let me instantly heal them. Man, if they would open their ears, if they would have ears to hear and eyes to see, he says, man, I'll heal them. I'll heal them. But he goes back to talking to the disciples. He says, but your eyes are privileged for they see. Delighted are your ears for they are open to hear all these things. Many prophets and godly people in times past yearn to see these days of miracles that you've been favored to see. They would have given everything to hear the revelation you've been favored to hear. Yet they didn't get to see as much as a glimpse or hear even a whisper. Now you are ready to listen to the revelation of the parable of the sower of his seeds. So I'll read that. Do you guys mind? Can I just keep reading? I wasn't going to, but now I want to know what it meant, right? Let's figure that out. So the seed that it... That fell on the beaten path represents the heart of the one who hears the message of the kingdom realm but doesn't understand it. The adversary then comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. The seed sown on gravel represents the person who gladly hears the kingdom's message, but his experience remains shallow. Shortly after he hears it, troubles and persecutions come because of king, because of the kingdom message he received. Wait, you mean there's going to be troubles? Yeah. And persecutions because you heard the kingdom message. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why you stick your feet planted firmly. Right? Because you know that when you start believing the kingdom message, that this can actually happen and things can change, that the enemy's gonna come and say, It can't. What are you doing? Nobody's getting it, nobody wants to hear it. No, no, nobody wants that. Everybody's upset. <laughs> This is what he's saying. Then he quickly falls away for the truth didn't sink deeply into his heart. The seed sown among weeds represents the person who receives the message, but all of life's busy distractions, his divided heart, and his ambition for wealth results in suffocating the kingdom message and preventing him from bearing spiritual fruit. Man. Let's read that again. The seed sown among weeds represents the person who receives the message. So you receive it. But then you get so caught up with the distractions of this world. You get so caught up with what's going on. What's going on in your neighbors. What's going on at your job. What's going on in this and going on with that. Watching too much Fox News and CNN News and ABC. I don't even watch the news. I don't know what they have. You're watching way too much of that stuff. Getting caught up with all the worldly stuff. That you're not focused on the kingdom stuff. Mm. But life's busy distractions, his divided heart, and his ambition for wealth or deceptive riches results in suffocating the kingdom message and prevent him from bearing spiritual fruit. Hmm. Because the adversary causes you to forget the word of God. He gets you so focused on other stuff, you forget the word of God. You get so concerned with other stuff that you forget the Word of God. And now fear comes in, anxiety comes in, all this stuff. You know, all of a sudden there's no peace in your life, right? But if we have the Spirit in us, we should have the fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all that stuff. As for the seed that fell upon good, rich soil, it represents the hearts of people who hear and fully embrace the message of heaven's kingdom realm. Their life, their lives bear good fruit. Some yield of harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times as much as was sown. Come on. Come on. I'm telling you guys, this is good stuff. I want to go back to uh, when he talks about, we talked about this a little bit. He goes back in verse 11 where it says, he explained, you've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden truths and mysteries of the realm of kingdoms of heaven's kingdom says the greek word musturion, is found 27 times in the new testament it means secrets and mysteries 27 times the mysteries of heaven's kingdoms realms are spiritual insights into the nature and ways of god jesus christ can only be fully understood by the spirit not merely by the intellect of man jesus taught his disciples using a cryptic cryptic language of parables to move them beyond intellectual abilities and engage the spirit if the listener had a hunger to learn with an open teachable heart then Jesus' words brought life and understanding we must always be those who push aside our opinions and traditions to glean to the deepest meaning of all that Jesus did and taught come on how easy is it for us to get so caught up with that You know, that's what what I love about our church is we have people that come from all different kind of churches and upbringings and everything. And we all come in and lay everything we had aside to be in unity. We lay everything we had and put it aside so we can be in unity. And how do we do that? We trust. We trust that that God put me here as the pastor. We trust that, that I have revelation from him, that he's speaking to me, that I'm actually hearing. That's important to trust that I actually hear from God. Because if not, then, then I'm going to have to ask you, if you don't trust that I'm hearing from God, then let's sit down and talk. Yeah. Because I'm supposed to be pouring into you. I'm supposed to be fathering you. I'm supposed to be to teaching you and equipping you. I can't do that if you don't believe and trust in me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I need everybody to trust that, that I'm hearing from God and I'm steering the boat. Like he's, he's showing me a direction. I've seen it in visions. I see it. I've been part of it. My back's hurting from sitting down. I've been part of it long enough to understand that, that I've seen it and I've felt it and I've experienced it. So I've been to some places where you hadn't been. I've seen some things you hadn't seen. And I'm not taking away from what you see. I think everybody see. I would love to see everything you guys see. And I'm just trying to explain what I see. And, 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 and God had touched me and brought favor upon this and allowed me to come in and be part of this. And, and what a blessing. I'm blessed every single day because I get to come up here and share But, man, I'm not only just going to read the Bible. I've got to read the Bible with revelation, fresh revelation. He needs to speak to me. And if he's not speaking to me, then anybody can come up here and read the Bible to you. Or you can stay home and read the Bible yourself. (laughs) Right? You miss out on the fellowship. And trust me, like, like, it'd be really hard. I want to come in just to hug everybody, understand my heart. Like, I just love looking at faces. And when I see people I ain't seen in a while, I love it. So I'm going to wrap my arms around and love everybody. And that's a good reason to do this. That's a good reason to have a church. You can't do life alone. You need this support. You need to have iron sharpening iron. You need to be listening to each other. You know, I have people pouring into me all the time, sharpening me and making me better, which is awesome. And that's what we do as a family. Acts 2 Church, come together as a family. We teach each other. We do life together. We break bread together. I'm telling you, it's, it's real, and it's what we get to do, but that's through trust. I don't go to Jim's house just to get Miss Karen's cooking. I love your cooking. But I trust Jim in the word he gives. So when he's teaching, I'm listening. And not only to him, because in his house when you do a Bible study, everybody's sharing. So all the guys are sharing. And I'm trusting every one of them because they got a fresh revelation. And they might see something that I didn't see. And God might have told them something he didn't tell me. That's the good part about that. That's why we get together as much as we can to do life together the way we should do life together. Oh. All right, I can feel my legs again. I'm going to sit down. <laughs> I do this when I'm driving because I lose all my feeling in my fingers. Neck injury, it's horrible. I don't have all the nerves I'm supposed to have. <laughs> but I can sit here for a second. I want to go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 12 through 15. You guys okay with this? We're just reading the Bible, hanging out today. I'd read the Bible if I can put my glasses on. How you doing, man? I ain't seen you in a bit. I'm good. good. What was your name again? Clayton, Clayton, that's right. Come on. Why do I know you? (laughs) Through you? You always bring good people into church. He's 14 and single. Quit blushing, man. You ain't supposed to blush. It's almost Valentine's Day. You're supposed to flex. Get in one of them medium shirts. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let's, go. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, uh, 12. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 12. It says, For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. Come on. Let's read that again. We did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. So why do we have the spirit of God? So we might start to understand and experience the grace that was actually lavished upon us. So the more we tie into that, the more we focus on the spirit, the more he's gonna give us, right? The more you're gonna understand, the more you're gonna understand the power, the authority we have. Mm. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. Mm. Some, someone living on the entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's Spirit, for they make no sense to him. But he can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are only discovering, discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Come on. Mm. <laughs> So it's not that you don't want to understand, you just hadn't seen the illumination of the Spirit yet. You haven't had the encounter yet. Look, we've, we've all had encounters of a, of a type, right? We've all had that. Even being here, everybody here could probably raise their hand and say, no, I've encountered something. God has touched me in a mighty way. I've experienced that in a mighty way. Those are all encounters, every little thing, every little prayer, every little time that, that you know, like my son said, he was driving home. Uh, In a a pipe blew in his uh, hose blew on his car, but he was right next to the walmart parking lot. So he pulled in and it was close to his home That's a blessing That's an encounter because it could have happened on the highway that he just got off from right So we've got to look at things with the spiritual side like what even though it looks bad that his hose broke He he was like well at least i'm in the walmart parking lot. Amen (laughs) Like I mean, but everything can be an encounter everything can tie up to that tie into that It says, those who live in the spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. For who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well well enough to become his counselor? Christ has, and we possess Christ's perceptions. So if he is in us and he has spent ultimate time with Papa and that's in us, the Spirit is that important. The Spirit drives us to know things, to see things, to do things. That's so important. So it says that, this, that, is that we, we believers possess the Holy Spirit who reveals the thoughts and purposes of Christ. The revelation of the kingdom of God and G, that Jesus preached was not understood by the intellect of men, but by those who welcomed his truth. Humanly speaking, no one can understand the mysteries of God without the Holy Spirit. Those who have the Holy Spirit now possess the perceptions of Christ's mind and can implement His purposes on the earth. Amen. Implement His purposes on earth, which is why we're here, yes. right? It's why we're here. We want, to, we want to be a vessel. We want to be something that He will use to implement His purposes on earth for His kingdom to come. Yes. So the more we understand that, the more we we get involved with the Spirit, let the Spirit lead us, guide us, teach us, all those things, right? The more we can start operating that way, the more we can make a big difference, the more we can be love, the more we, we, we can be joy, we can be peace, the more that shows up in you. And guess what? If you deal with and struggle with some of those things, it doesn't mean you're gone. It means it's planted and a fruit grows, right? A fruit grows. You put the seed in the ground, and then it grows eventually. So it doesn't mean it's not growing inside of you. Watch it. If you've struggled with some other stuff, like anger or anything, just watch how it grows out of you. One day, things start clicking, and you're like, ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that. The next day, it doesn't even come out of your mouth. I think it can happen immediately, but I also think, man, it's a fruit. It grows. The more you read in, the more, the more you read the Word, the more you spend time in His presence, the more we welcome Him in, the more it shifts inside of you. And pretty soon you don't recognize the person in the mirror. Right. Then we go change the world. Then we walk out and start doing things that other people don't recognize you. That's That's right? People shouldn't recognize you. Unless they're doing life with you like this, then I recognize you. Other than that, everybody else shouldn't recognize you. There's some people right now that wouldn't recognize you. By your actions. Because a lot of people are still under identity of their actions and what they've done or what they do. And that's how people know you. But man, when you surrender to him, when you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up, all of a sudden, all those actions disappear. All that stuff goes. And the people that used to look at you and say, oh, you're the guy that did this. They can't say that anymore. All of a sudden, they're like, who is this guy? And you're like, man, we met like 30 times. But I don't recognize you because it's a different spirit coming out of you. There's something different inside of you that's changing things around you. And this is what we talk about. I shared it, I think, last week. When Peter, so they came out of this. So think about this. Peter, when we're in Acts, right, they go. Holy Spirit comes. It wrecks them so much. The Spirit's leading them and everything they're doing. Peter's walking around and people are getting healed. People are getting healed. Not because he's laying hands on them, because he's walking by them. That's the level that's in us. That's what we have the capability of doing. Walking into hospitals and seeing people healed without even going in their rooms. You just want to walk in and say, hi to the nurses. (laughs) How y'all doing? Have a good day. You'll be out of a job next week. Uh Think about that. Wouldn't that be cool? It takes belief. It takes understanding what the Spirit can do inside of you. Right? Mm. Is this good? You guys good? All right. I want to share one thing because this is kind of still on my mind. I thought it would leave my mind, but it didn't. So I'm going to share it. I don't even know if I got it in here. Um, Yeah, I do. I want to talk about an encounter that could have changed a man's life, but it didn't. So I want to read it to you as a not a warning. Man, it's a warning. <laughs> Not as a warning, but as a warning. Let's do that. I'm going to go to Mark 10. <laughs> I actually had it marked in my Bible. I guess God didn't want me to forget this one. All right. Mark 10:17. It says, as Jesus started on his way, a man came running up to him, kneeling down in front of him, and he cried out, good teacher, what one thing am I required to do to gain eternal life? Jesus responded, why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. You already know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give a false testimony, do not cheat, and honor your father and mother. And the man said to Jesus, teacher, I have carefully obeyed these laws since my youth. Jesus fixed his gaze upon the man with tender love and said to him, yet there is still one thing you are lacking. Go sell all that you have and give the money to the poor. Then all of your treasure will be in heaven. After you've done this, come back and walk with me. Other Bibles say, follow me. Completely shocked by Jesus's answer, he turned and walked away. Very sad. And he was extremely rich, for he was extremely rich. Jesus looked at the faces of his disciples and said, how hard is it for the wealthy to enter into God's kingdom realm? This is really important because Jesus only told so many people to follow him. All 12 disciples, he said, follow me. He didn't say that to everybody. There was only a select few that got the follow me message. This guy knew who he was, right? This guy did everything right. He felt followed every law. He said, man, I, I've been perfect. He said, go sell everything you own and follow me. And the guy said no and walked away from that. And that doesn't mean that it's because it's money. That money could be anything in your life. It's an idol. Whatever it is in your life, you're not willing to set down to follow him is what that's representing right now. What is it inside of you that you're hanging on to so tight that when you say, have your way, Jesus, and he does, you say, not that. Not that one. Don't touch that one. That's my favorite. That's what this guy did. Why is that important? Keep reading in Acts. What do they do? They have to select a new apostle. They had to vote in a new apostle. It was prophesied that the other one wasn't going to make it. This is the only other guy that Jesus said, follow me. He could have been that one. He could have been the one changing the entire world. Written in the book with an actual name and not a rich young ruler. Walking beside the other apostles doing what they're supposed to do. But they had to vote. This was probably the guy. He's the only other one. Jesus said, follow me. And he said, no. He said, no. See, we want to change the world. We want God to use us to change the world, but we're not willing to put down the one thing. Mm. And he's saying, if you just put that down, man, I'm going to use you in a mighty way, and you don't even understand. It's almost like he's begging us to do that. So what's stopping you? What's stopping you from actually going all in and saying whatever you want? Have your way. We sang it. We talked about it. Have your way well, then we better start getting ready to set some stuff down because he's ready to use us. And I don't want to be the guy that shows up later on to the the party and ain't nobody there because everybody else said yes and I said no. If you don't know me, I'm kind of the in crowd guy. (laughs) I'm like, I like to be the life of the party. So my goal is to get there before everybody else (laughs) and set the stage. Right? So I can greet everybody when they come in. Mm. You get that? Is that good? Mm. I wrote another scripture down, and I don't know why. Obviously, it put on my heart this morning. Romans 14, 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but is the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. Serving the anointed one by walking in these kingdom realities pleases God and earns the respect of others. Maybe we should read that again. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but is, it, it, but is in the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. Serving the anointed one by walking in these kingdom realities pleases God and earns the respect of others. Man, there you go. I'll let you think about that one and pray on that one. You guys good? Is that good for today? Is everybody okay? Everybody get something out of that? All right, let's stand to our feet. Come on, let's stand to our feet. I want to get out of here. Um. I don't like your chair. I'll put it up there. (laughs) I actually have a brother that's supposed to be building me a table made out of some pretty exotic wood as a teaching table. And if you're watching online, where are you at? (laughs) I could have grew the tree by now. (laughs) Just kidding. I love you, Blake. Keep working hard on the table. Oh, man. Ah. Oh. Look, y'all, it's a, uh, I don't know, I don't know why you, he says it's game time. He says it's game time. We gotta get real. We gotta go all in. We gotta say yes. We gotta quit worrying about all the stuff that, That we grew up with, all the stuff that that we think was our our little boundaries. We put on what church is supposed to look like and how worship is supposed to look like and what the word's supposed to look like and how we're supposed to preach and how long we're supposed to be here and how it's supposed to look when we leave church and who we're supposed to touch and who we're supposed to talk to, who we're not supposed to talk to. It's time to get rid of all that stuff. And if we drop all that, if we just drop all that and focus on him, lock eyes with him and say, Lord, what do you want? I guarantee you it looks different than what's in our hearts. It's what I'm saying. It's the old wineskin. That stuff is good. And we have progressed as a church family. This church has progressed over the years. We have done amazing things. And I am so extremely happy and thankful and proud of who we are and what we do. And it would be really awesome to sit back and just say, that's awesome. Can't we just stay here forever? But then he starts saying, nah, you're going to miss out on so much if you stay here. It's time to just follow me and trust me and watch what I can do in your life. Watch what I can do in this family. Watch what I can do in this city, this country, this world. It says we're supposed to go to all those places and share the gospel. Come on, we're doing that. I mean, I can think of so many great things we're doing and now he's saying, <laughs> all right, I got something new. Well, what's new? We don't know until we go there. You don't know what the new thing is until you already prepare the wineskin you don't know what the new wine tastes like you have no clue all All you know how to do is say well I better prepare myself as a new wineskin I better get ready I better prepare my heart I'm telling you you don't know what it's going to look like you don't know what it's going to taste like I can tell you this that everything that he kind of presents usually tastes pretty good right usually tastes pretty good man So that's what he was saying. It's time to, you know, it's time, it's time. So Father, we just, uh, man, we come to you this morning. We love you, Lord. We love you, we love you, we love you. We say have your way in our lives. I ask you right now to touch every person in this house. Father, they say when we start understanding your realm, your kingdom realm, people can actually be healed that way, Lord. So, Father, we declare that healing over this house, that healing over the hearts in this house, the physical healings over this house. We start declaring that over everybody we come in contact with. That your spirit will flow out of us, Father. Mm. Let us be embodied by those fruits. Let everything we do be determined by you. Look like you, talk like you, walk like you, love like you. Father, we just, man, we just need you so much. So, Father, right now, I just turn to those that that have not experienced that intimate walk with you. So, Father, right now, I just ask you touch them, you prick them, man, you give them a a tangible feeling of who you really are. Give them an encounter right now. Let them know who you are right now. Touch them right now. Mm. And Father, I just pray that they learn to trust you. They learn to trust the spirit moving inside of them. I pray everybody in here starts taking down the walls that we built. Even if they were built with good stones at the time. Mm. Father, you keep showing me that even, even... even, even when the Famica countertops were put in in the 1970s, and that was the best thing, you came about and said, now put in granite. Hey. And then you said, granite's not good enough. Put in quartz. It doesn't mean the old stuff doesn't work, but man, there's so much better out there. So he's saying it's time to clear that up. It's time to say, you know what? I've been in the old too long. It's time for the new. So prepare the way, Father. Prepare the way. Prepare the way. Prepare the way. Prepare our hearts. Come on, just have your way in this house. Mm. We just love you, Lord. We love you, we love you, we love you. Mm. In Jesus' name. Guys, we're not going to leave here. Uh, If you came in with something, we're going to have our prayer partners. They're going to be at the two crosses on either side of the room. Please do not leave here without prayer. Please do not leave here without prayer. Man, if there's something on your heart you need prayer for, please go talk to somebody. You were here on purpose and whatever you brought in with you today, because you were here on purpose, you're supposed to leave it here. You're not supposed to take it with you. Drop it off, right? Back the dump truck in, drop that bed down and leave everything here. You can't do that if you don't go talk to somebody. Come on, let somebody pray for you. But we love you. We thank you for coming out. Man, I'm just, I don't know. I feel like he wants to touch some people today. So. um. All right. So, yes, y'all be blessed. I love you. We love you. We look forward to seeing everybody next week. Please come out for prayer. Please uh, be looking forward to the small groups. Come on out Thursday. Help out with the food pantry. Um, Come on. We look forward to seeing everybody next week. I love you guys. Be blessed.